Hello, I'm Pastor Gabriel, the leading pastor of Some Spirit Outpour Ministry. I'm bringing you these teachings as instructed by our Lord Jesus Christ through the help of our Comforter, the Holy Spirit. These teachings are miseries exposing the schemes and, and tactics of the enemy. Satan, who has true ignorance, destroyed the sinners and trivialized the power of some believers. Please do listen in spirit to awaken your inner soul as you stream or download and play. God richly bless you. I humbly remain your leading pastor, Gabriel. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be in God's presence today. Amen. Hallelujah. God is going to speak to us today. I, I tell us wonderful things are happening in this place. Amen. I see my life changing as a person. And I know you're experiencing a change in your life. Amen. Amen. This uh, gospel thing is not about husband and wife or brother and sister or friends and family members. It's about personal. It's a personal relationship with God. When you go to meet God, he's going to ask you how you spent your life. Do you understand? He's not going to ask your husband about you. It's going to ask you how you treat your husband, how you treat your neighbor, how you treat your father, how you treat people, how did you live your life when nobody was around, only you looking at yourself. That's what God is going to ask you. Amen. So it's very important to understand our faith in Christ Jesus. It's very important for us to know where we stand. Because if you don't know where you stand, little things will move you. Little things will move you. Distractions. When things start to get delayed, it seems as if God is silent. <laughs> but I tell you, the, the silence of God seems so loud. It's just because we need to we don't pay attention. Attention is different from hearing. You can hear, but when you don't pay attention, you will not listen. It will not enter your spirit. You just hear something. You just hear and that's all. But when you pay attention, you take detailed in words. You take, you consider a lot of things. Anybody that pays attention doesn't go home with just anything he hears. He asks questions. He goes on meditating on it. That's why God asks us to meditate on the word of God. Ponder on it. Meditate on it. Let it get into your soul. Let it get into your heart. Do you understand? If the word of God doesn't get into your heart, but just get into your brain and your mindset, it's going to be a fantasy. It's going to just entice you. The word of God is supposed to give you life. Do you, do you understand? The word of God is supposed to give you life. So as a child of God and a son of God, you need to understand where you are, understand where you are going, understand where you are coming from. If you don't understand where you are coming from, you will not be able to give God thanks for what he did for you on the cross of Calvary. Do you understand? So now your life is changed. All things are passed away. Now there's a new course. Now this brings me to my topic today called the cost, the gain. 
the cost, the gain. It's going to be two words going together. Like it costs you something and you're also going to gain something. Do you understand? So as we pay attention, God is going to give us insight and revelation on how we can go about our life. Someone that wants to have an understanding about what he or she wants to buy and is a clever person will always ask questions about the market price. Is that so? You can ask your friend or your sister. I said, oh, sister, how much did you buy that bag? I want to buy the same bag. Why do you ask? Two things, so that they will not cheat you. Is that so? And also you know how to bargain as regards the price. If your sister bought it for 500 naira and the cost price is 400 naira, you know you're not going to buy it more than 500 naira, depending on the time limit. So if the person says 550, market price has increased, you know that you're not really at loss. But if the person says 700, that's way too far. You start a question, is that so? Like, how? Why is it 700 naira? My sister bought it for 500 naira. <laughs> you are giving me for 700. I will not take that. Then you start to leave and go to meet the next person. Because why do you have to do that? You've checked, you've checked the cost and the price of that material. It gives you a better knowledge of what you are expecting or how you can price. Do you get it? That is how Christians are. If you want to embark on a journey, you don't know how much it will cost you. You don't know how where you are even going to. There's every possibility, 100% possibility that you are most times not going to get to your destination or you might miss the destination or in the course of the destination, your transport fare will be exhausted. Is that not so? Good. That's how Christianity is. Now, so many people, they don't understand what it means to be a Christian. Christianity is not an inheritance. My father was a child of God. I passed it over to my son. My son is not a child of God. That's not Christianity. I am the general overseer of this church. The next person that will be in charge will be my son. <laughs> That's kingship by bet. You get it? Anybody that wants to be a child of God must understand what he's doing. I bet you that most Christians go to fellowship, go to a place of meeting. They don't know what they are doing there. They are just being ritualistic. It is a normal thing and it is generally accepted in the whole world that Christians go to church on Sundays. And also, I can Categorically tell you that many Christians go to church because, like I said, generally, everybody goes to church. Do you understand? But the sheep of God, which is said that my sheep knows me, and I know my sheep, they go to church because they want to see the Father. They want to worship the Father. They want to serve the Father. They want to know more about the Father. They understand their ground. I'm making myself clear. If you don't understand your Christian life, 
If you don't understand the bargain you have between your father, which is God, through Jesus Christ, there's every tendency that your Christianity is going to be shaking. We are not talking about hell or heaven right now. People think that we are, you're not dreaming to go to heaven. I can make myself clear. As I'm speaking to you, you are already in heaven. At first, you have been transferred and you are undergoing transformation. Your life has changed. You are now a new creature. You are now in heaven. Do you get it? You are on your way to salvation. You've begun your journey. You've begun your journey. So, you should now be building your life. After you must have understood your bargain. Many Christians don't understand their bargain with God. And that's why there's a problem. Now they enter with a lot of, unquote, promises. Not given by Jesus, but given by the people that minister the gospel to them. You see, there's a problem there. I come to meet you and tell you, give your life to Christ, sister. You, you will not cry anymore. Give your life to Christ. Jesus will comfort you. Jesus will give you money. Jesus will give you food. Give a life sister. That business may they still say they go, may not they go where your business will go fine. Are you understanding me? That is not the bargain between a new convert, someone that wants to give his life to Christ with Jesus Christ. That is not the bargain. I hope I'm making myself clear. Now, for us to understand the bargain, it's not something that we know by our head, it's something that he has told us. There was a time whereby he gathered some people and told them. And told them, this is what I am offering for you to give me your life. And that's why there's problem in the church. There's problem because everybody trooping to church is free of charge. Lord, Jesus Christ has died for your sins and oh, come and get grace and, you know, get grace and go and go back to the world and go and fornicate. <laughs> you get it? It's free. Grace is free. That's what it told them. But it's a lie. Grace is not free. Somebody paid for it with his life. You need to understand that. Somebody paid for that grace with his life. Think about it. You don't think it's just easy. Just wake up one morning. People think salvation is just wake up. You'll be shaking. You'll shake you, shake you, shake you. You're born again. They think when they lay hand on you, you fall, you are born again. No. See, salvation takes your intellect, your mind, your soul, your spirit. It takes your wholeness. You, you will be conscious of your born again spirit. You can tell the experience of when you said, I don't want to be like this anymore. It is a choice. I'm making myself clear. It is a choice you have to. It's something, it's not what they force you, they press your neck. I, I, want, I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit doesn't cajole anybody to be a child of God. Amen? The Holy Spirit doesn't cajole any. Look at your life. Just look at your life. Did anything pinch you in the night? Or, before you know it, you just start to see some mysteries, you understand? No, 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 no. God will bring himself to you, will reveal himself to you through his Spirit or through the preacher or the minister, so that you have an understanding of this Jesus. That's why he, he recorded his history. 
It's called history, history. In a book, 66 books compiled together called the Bible. So that men will preach the gospel to you. It is not left for you to accept in spirit this Jesus Christ. Now, you can hear the spirit. That's why I say the difference between, there's difference between hearing and listening and paying attention. I can tell you that if you listen to people preaching the gospel around the world, you'll be hearing, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So we hear it. It's not new. Jesus Christ is coming very soon. We know. But have you listened? Have you paid attention to really listen, compare, understand this person they are talking about, Jesus Christ? That's what we're talking about. So pastors and prophets will go out declaring and giving people promise what the father did not do. They will start to give people promise. They will tell them, come and serve God. I know you are suffering, sister. Come and serve God. Jesus will deliver you. Yes, I know Jesus will deliver you. But that is not the bargain. Amen? Amen. Once this is not noted, once you don't know the bargain you have with Jesus Christ as regards giving him your soul, let me tell you something. You are giving Jesus Christ your soul. Is that not what you said? Now, why is it that when people give Jesus their soul and they are, they are dead themselves as he using their soul? Is that not contradictory? You say, I repent. Lord, I give you my life. Lord, take over my money. Lord, take over my family. Lord, take over my... At the end, you're still dragging God. You're still dragging your family with God. At the end, you're still dragging your business with God. When God wants to talk to you, you say, no, Lord, please, I beg you, I'm not coming. I'm coming. Let me go and do my this business for Dubai and come back and talk to you. Do you understand? When God wants to use you, you say, no, 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 Lord, wait, I'm still making money. And you call yourself a Christian. And you said you are a child of God. I have surrendered all my life. They will fall on the ground. I worship God with their lips and their hand. Oh, I surrender. I surrender. Is that not so? I surrender. It's very easy to sing the song. I surrender all unto Jesus, blessed Savior. I surrender, I surrender all. And Jesus told, told you, Hello, ma, I want you to be a minister of the gospel. Please, can you stop that job? For a good 15 years, God has been calling you. You said no. To be a minister is very difficult. To be this is very difficult. I will suffer. I will do this. People will spit on me. They will do this. Then you call yourself a child of God. You've not checked the cost. You've not checked what it will cost you to serve God. That is how people find themselves becoming Christian. And it is very dangerous when people don't know the agreement. If you want to go into business with somebody and you are doing a business, huh? if you don't have an agreement, won't there be a problem? The person can come and tell you, I will take 70% of the share. What will you do? You can't do anything. Because there is no written agreement between you and the person. Hope you listen to me. 
There is no written agreement. Now, when there is no written agreement, it becomes a problem. That is how it is in the kingdom. People just take things so literal. That's why it's more difficult to be in the court. When you want to join, be a courtist. They will blend you if you don't have money to pay. They pay to be a courtist. You have to pay. Or they blend you. You choose one. They beat you. Or you pay. Have you understand me? But Christ is offering something to you that he has paid for. All you have to do is to understand the terms. See, let me tell you something. There is a condition attached. There is if. There is a cost. If you don't underline this cost, you are going to have problem. It is a process. You are not done. You are going to a journey that you need to understand what you need to put together. This journey is not that journey when you are going, your mother will be calling you, you will be running to meet your mother when Jesus is calling you. This journey needs your time. This journey needs your life. This journey needs your money. This journey needs everything about you. Then if you don't know something about this, how can you be able to defend your life? How can you be able to be bold to tell people about Jesus Christ? Do you understand? There's going to be a problem. Let's just read one of the scriptures as an introduction. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 to 18. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. I read again. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful, slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. The spirit God has given to us is not a spirit of fear. As far as you've given your life to God, he has given you the spirit. And this spirit makes you bold. It gives you an assurance that you are a child of God. See, you cannot cheat it. It's just coming. Let's proceed. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. God's spirit joins with our spirit. You see what I mean? There's an agreement. Good. And since we are his children right now, we are his heads. That's to say we are going to inherit. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Me and Christ, brothers, we power. We are the people that are going to inherit the glory of God. Amen. But it's a but. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. <laughs> Hallelujah. I go over again. 
Now, after my spirit has been regenerated, now my spirit is now bearing witness with Christ. We are joined together in spirit so that we can inherit what? The glory that the Father has promised. That's not But it's a but. It's a promise that has a but. But if we are to share his glory, the glory to come, we must also share his suffering. That needs to be underlined. His suffering. See, the day you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, like I said before, accept trouble, suffering, pain, accept it, persecution, accept it. It's part of the Christian life. For example, someone can come in here and tell you, let me give an example. In a gathering, soldier came into, let's say, church, and uh, he found out that there are many Christians there, so they brought out a gun. Ah, crack it, I want to kiss somebody. They said, if you know you're a Christian, if you, if you know you're not Christian, eh? Oh, no, if you know you're a Christian, go outside. You understand? Oh, so I, I, I explain this. No, if you know you're not a Christian, eh? We want to keep people that are Christian. You understand? So we have to choose. Are you a Christian or you're not a Christian? If you're not a Christian, we'll free you and keep people that are staying here now. So if you're not a Christian, go outside and be safe. We want to keep people that are here. We want to know people that are Christian. We are here to kill them. Soldiers, they came. And when they came in, some people left. They said they're not Christian so that they can all save their life. I'll be, I'll not go die, you. I have to use wisdom. Now people say, use wisdom. Wisdom is preferable. So when they left, the soldier said, yes, you cannot preach to us now. We want to know the people that are real Christians. Now we know that you are the Christians. Let's sit down so that you can preach to them. those ones. They are fake. What a, what, a, what a story. What a story. You said you are a Christian. You don't want persecution. You don't want to die. You don't want to lose your life. The bargain I have with Jesus Christ, suffering is involved. Enjoyment is involved. Pain is involved. Gain is involved. Sorrow is involved. Joy is involved. The Bible said there's time for everything. There's time to cry. There's time to what? To celebrate. It's time to live. It's a time to die. If you don't have a balance of this thing, there is everything they say. Let me tell you something. You are going on a long journey. You might live 80 years. You might live 85. You might live 90 years. A very long journey you are going to before you leave this earth. How will you leave this earth without troubles? Who told you that? Who is giving Christians this bargain, this agreement, this covenant? That is a fake covenant. That is not the covenant I know my Jesus gives to people. How powerful in this discussion? If you don't know, you will not have the mindset to prepare for great trouble. You would think that everything is cool, cool. They will be pressing you, jumping up. I just may have a contract of five million naira. I keep on growing every day. I have two hundred million in my account. I keep on growing. You are just happy. Christianity is not about happiness. Christianity is about living the life of Christ. Too much of enjoyment makes things worse. Too much of enjoyment makes people lose their brain. Persecution 
brings out the church, makes the church grow. In Acts, persecution makes the church move faster. In Luke, persecution and suffering and, and issues and trials makes the church grow faster. So once you don't have this in your mind, when troubles of any kind comes your way, you start to lose your faith because that was not your bargain. You bargained that Jesus will give you sugar. You bargained that Jesus will make you happy. Jesus will give you chicken. Jesus will give you a good wife. Jesus will give you good children. So when there's sickness, you start to blame. You start to call God. Go, where am I? Where are you? Look at this one. Start to compare. You start to compare and tell God what you did not bargain. So it is better for you to understand. Like you said, he said, but if you will share this glory, we must also share his suffering. It's a must. It's what we call predetermination. It's a must. It's a must. Let me tell you something. Anybody God has predestined his life must also be predetermined. Let me explain the difference between predestination and predetermination so that you understand. Because it's in the Bible. God has predestined our life. Now, if I am a father, I have made plans for my child, just a simple plan, to inherit a land worth 500 million. And I say by 18 years, he will take the land, preparing him for his future. Well, let me say I want him to be an oil man, an oil guy. So or do any business in that land. Is that not so? So I'm trying to package my son. So I'm preparing him. If my son accepts that offer, huh? it means that his life has been predestinated by me. If I said, if he said no, huh? I cannot do him anything. I mean, someone else will take the land. He can say no or yes. But as far as he's concerned, he's my son. He will always remain my son. Is that not so? So it's a must. So a man that is predestined is walking, is, is walking himself into the preparation of, of what God is, has prepared for him. So God has foreseen that you will be great. I mean, it's left for you to either be great or not. So it's not a must. Predetermination is a must. So any Christian that has been predestined and following the instruction and the preparation of what God has prepared for you, you must be predetermined. It's not a must for you to undergo suffering. Because why? Your life has been predestined. The people that are children of God suffer. That is part of the bargain. So if you don't know, when suffering now comes and persecution now comes, you will be misled. Because as, as we read now, it said the spirit is in us. He comes into our life and bears with us with God's spirit. Now, we are led by the spirit of God. Is that so? The spirit of God led Jesus to be tempted by Satan. The spirit of God told Jesus to fast. Is that not so? See, the spirit of God pushed him to the cross. Is that not so? The, the spirit of God made him to die. Is that not so? That is what Christianity is. The spirit of God made him hungry. But there's a gain. I said, the cost, the gain. It will cost you something. It will cost you to suffer. But 
The worst thing that can happen to you is for them to cut your neck. Or Jesus Christ said, fear the person that can kill the what? The body and the spirit. Don't fear any man that can cut off your neck and doesn't cut off your spirit. Because maybe they cut off your neck for suffering or for Christ. You will be received by Jesus Christ. It will cost you your life. It will cost you your money. Now, this is how we have have big Christians. They are lodging everywhere. Everybody looking for salvation. Everybody looking for miracle. <laughs> Everybody, they are looking for what will make them happy. Don't you get it? So when I smile, it's when I give testimony. But Paul said, in this I rejoice. <laughs> we, they were, we were being bounded in chains like prisoners of war ready to be slain and slaughtered. That is what makes me happy. Not because I'm sitting down in a church and somebody is preaching to me. So our joy comes from tribulation. Don't you get it? Our joy comes from what trials. James said, can't eat all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. For that you are building your endurance and you will be needing nothing when you are fully developed. The bargain, suffering is involved. So when we are inviting people to receive the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ in their life, we should add suffering to it. Don't ever preach to somebody and give them hope, high hopes and tell them that anybody that is serving God doesn't have a problem. You are a liar. I said, you are a big liar. Because that is not the bargain. They should count it. Let's proceed. Yet, again, what we suffer now is nothing. Now listen. Now listen. When you understand this cost, you should understand the gain. Whatever will cost you your life, you should understand that that thing is very powerful. Ah, For Jesus to die for us on the cross of Calvary, it means that he values our life more than don't you get it? More than the death. What's death? Death could not hold him. Death thought it could hold Jesus. But he resurrected. The Spirit of God raised up Jesus from death. That's why you should not be afraid of death. That's the game. Because death can kill you. Death pushes you to eternity. <laughs> Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later on when we keep up, when we keep on steadfast, being faithful, waiting for him. Do you know why you need to be solid in Christ? Because he said he's coming. He promised us his coming. And we have to keep the promise. We have to wait on the Lord in waiting as you are not friend with Christ, you are not an enemy to the world. The world will always want to drag you with trials. If it means that the man said that you must sleep with him before he gives you the work, drop it and go and drink Gary at home. That is your cost. If it means for you not to cheat people, for you not to drag the lessons cheap, Stop it. That is your cost. 
If it means for you not to marry the rich man, because the rich man is a ritualist, because you know he has money, you choose not to marry him because he's a ritualist. It means for you to stop that marriage and say, sir, I'm not interested. I better marry a person that is just going to have a destiny. Don't do it. That is your cost. Christianity must cost you something. Don't wake up and just say, every man, I just say, hey, opportunity has come. A young girl. See, fine boy, blazers, everything going well. Flexing, man. Come on, we take it to Dubai. You will not be telling me that I saw a guy. It's as if my spirit is telling me to marry him. Is that the will of God? The will of God. It's when a man is serving God. The will of God is sanctification and faithfulness. Is the man a child of God? That's the will of God. Not the money. You are being enticed by the money. So you are, you are weighing things. You are comparing riches and God. You are not, you know, we didn't weigh the bargain where. So to hell with the money of the man. If the man thinks he has money but he's not a child of God, I will not marry that man. That should be your stand as a child of God. That is your cost. Better marry a poor guy and has a destiny and loves Jesus. And is going on with his life. That is the will of God. I better marry a rich guy that seems not to believe in his money and say, give glory to God because he has all the money. Than marry a rich fool that think his money is his God. That is your cost. If it doesn't cost you anything, it is not a gospel. If it doesn't cost you anything, it's not a gospel. There are things you will love to do as a person that tickles your fantasy, that makes you happy, that gives you joy. You drop it. All because it is not the will of God. Like I said, the will of God is what? God's righteousness. God's sanctification. Anything that is unholy, it is not the will of God. Don't ask question. When you find out that this is not righteousness, that is not the will of God. It will cost you something. There's famine in the land and the only solution to solve that famine is either to cheat people or to do wrong. You better step down and die in hunger. Gather your children and say, today we die so that we'll go and make God fast. That is your cost. Don't be like Esau. I was not patient. And so this birthright for porridge. Porridge. Portage. So this birthright. Because of impatience. That is your cost. Understand the cost. And understand the gain. He said, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. I will let you know. I'm telling you that that's your life. You think you, know, you are going to lose. I'm going to shoot you, go and your heart will rip off. They're going to cut your neck, butcher you, cut your piece, cut it to pieces. Let me tell you something. That body they're going to cut is just body. They cannot kill your soul. You have to start to build your mind about the bargain. Because a day is coming whereby you will be tried. You'll be tested. It's called the test of time. Have you not seen people that don't have child for the past 30 years? They still love God. That is the cost. They ain't going to any native doctor. They ain't going to any doctor for nonsense. They stick. The 
God is not giving me a child. So be it. I love you, Jesus. That is my cost. Christians need, they need to step up to their faith and watch out for God's direction when things are wrong with them, not to take action when things are wrong with them and make naughty decisions. It is not God's way when people go outside his direction. That is not God's plan for you. Understand the costs. Understand the costs. The reason why many people are failing in life, personally, let me speak specifically, why many Christians are failing in life is because they did not know where they are going to. These are people that are frustrated and they're running to Christ. They think that when they come to Christ, because their business has been suffering, they just want to come to Christ because they want that business to come back to his feet. Not to give Jesus their life. There's a difference between when somebody gives you his life and when somebody gives you his business to handle. It's <laughs> a difference. So many people come to church because they are looking for husbands. Some girls that have not been married for they are 40 years, they are looking for husband. It costs you not to get married. So what? That's your cost. Don't go ahead and be disturbing yourself for necessary things. Understand the cost. Let's take another scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 39. What shall we say about such wonderful things as this? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Can I just say something about that? If God be for you, who can be against you? See, when you read scripture, don't just take it like a poem. It is real. Overhead. This is a family story that a pastor who believe will not go to his village to come and do what he wishes to do. Maybe build his house or buy do school. All because the village people are wicked and there are many witches and wizards. And a pastor believes that because his wife, why his wife died, is because they attack his wife. To start explain the power of God. Doesn't, this, doesn't that story bring down the power of God? It shows that the pastor does not even know himself, number one. It shows that he's embarrassing our Father, God, and embarrassing Jesus that has given him power. See, that is it. The way people are afraid of Satan, eh? eh? The way people are afraid of Satan. Do you know that people are more afraid of hell more than God? People are more afraid of people are afraid of cancer more than God's direction. People are afraid of losing their money, their car, losing their wife more than God. They prefer to lose God and keep their wife. They prefer to lose God and keep their money. A pastor. Man of God, full of the spirit of God, can tell me that his wife was attacked by witches and wizards, by demons and where and 
Even if the woman died, wish I know he died peacefully. Why can't you just give things to God? Because the Bible said, in any situation you find yourself, don't give Satan glory. Give God thanks. Give God thanks. If you don't have food to eat, give God thanks. Don't go out and be begging around. I need food. I'm hungry. I'm dying today. Don't fool yourself. Give God thanks. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? It's a question. So one that brought his son, life full of blood and flesh, brought him to die for you on the cross of Calvary so that you will have life. If he can do that for you, what is the main job that you are looking for? For 30 years, I cannot give you. Just because he has not given you, you decide to change pattern. You did not understand the cost. So there's a problem. Let's proceed. Who dares accuse us? Whom God has chosen for his own? It's a question. Satan can accuse you. Nobody can accuse you. If they like, they report you to God. God will tell the Satan, that's my baby. <laughs> that's my boy. Don't touch him. Leave him. I have something to, to do for him. God will tell him, okay, it's not, um, there's something is missing. I want him to repent in somewhere. Okay, you, Satan, give him, uh, make his cast where? He wants to embark on a journey. He doesn't know he's wrong. Kick his tire. Then we will bust a tire for you. We will shout him. Hey! The enemy is at work. Hey! The enemy is at work. Hey! I want to go and preach. Hey, devil has started. God just punch your tire through Satan. And you are shouting. It will cost you sometimes to trek from that place to the very place you are going to. All because of what? God doesn't want you to enter that place and die. You understand the cost. It will cost you to trek. It, it was easier for you to drive. But God wanted you to trek because of what the enemy has planned. You don't see, Christians don't wake up and just be calling Satan, Satan, Satan. It, it's a taboo. For a child of God to always give credit to Satan for anything he goes through. Didn't you read just now that suffering was part of the bargain? Why is it that when you are not suffering a particular sickness, a particular problem, that is the time you gave devil praises, start to talk about devil that he is the one doing this? Why not open your mouth and begin to give God thanks? Because it said in any situation we find ourselves, we should give God thanks because that is part of the bargain. That's what I'm telling you. That's the cost. It will cost you your body. Your body will shake in. Oh Jesus. Paul shipped shipwreck on his way to mortar. His ship capsided. And they all drowned and they came back and they found themselves where? In the what's in the bank of the river. 
But he told them, nevertheless, we will not die. But you were not there when the ship shipwrecked. Is that so? You think it's easy? The course he went through, he was in chains. For what? For Christ. Paul did not have any house of his own. Or I'm following him at the back. Mr. Paul, apostle of God, hey, prophet, Mr. Paul, carry five uh, soldiers. Uh, you are following him, backing him up. Paul didn't have that of time for that. He understood the cause. Paul is a perfect example I will use in this, in this uh, explanation of, of this topic. He understood what? He understood the cost. And that is why he always gets happy. When he was broke, he said, even when I have something to eat, I will give God thanks. And even when I don't have money, I will still give God thanks. For I can do all things through Christ that what? Strengthens me. Understand the cost. No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Let's proceed. Paul said, can anything separate us, ever separate us from Christ? Love. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Or are persecuted? Now listen. He said, does it mean eh, he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? That means to say, we will have the trouble. We will have the calamity. Is that not so? Or are persecuted? We will be persecuted. Or hungry. We will go hunger. We will go hungry. Or destitute or in, or in danger. Or threatened with death. <laughs> as, as the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We have been slaughtered like sheep. Hmm. Hallelujah. No! Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. The fact that they didn't cut your neck doesn't mean you will not have to go through a suffering. Let me spell it out for you. It said, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? There sometimes you have trouble. Trouble will come. Jesus Christ already told us, in this life you will have a lot of troubles. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Now the reason why sometimes I go to church, I just laugh. Why I laugh? Because when I hear what they preach in church, eh? seriously, they preach something that is normal, like prosperity, having money. Having money can never be a child. Cannot be a problem. Money be. <laughs> How can money be the problem of a Christian? When he said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Do you understand? So, why are people preaching more about prosperity? Come and pay this tithe now. I, I pray, I am praying for everybody. They're that, um, that, you know, they, they just, there's a way they do it. Their topic is always targeted about um, consoling people. Do you understand? Giving them false hope. I call it false hope. That's the truth. And this week, they will present this week. You will make it. Customers will come to your office, to your shop, opportunity. Do you understand? 
Instead of giving you a tithe, it's like you'll be happy. So that Sunday, we are going home, you just look happy. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for my family. My daughter, my daughter will marry a good husband. Man, you know, you just be happy. <laughs> but this is a lie. I did not see anywhere in the scripture whereby Jesus came and be giving people false hope. Don't worry, when we proceed, you will understand so many things. Christians are made for strong things. I, I can't open ministry and be building chicken. No way. The Bible says we are soldiers of Christ. I hope, I hope you listen to me. We are soldiers of Christ. Soldiers do what? Where did they go to? Fight. And where? War. It didn't say we are police. <laughs> police protect. They don't go for war. Soldiers. They are in what we call the defensive position. They are in the defensive, sorry. They are in the offensive position. They, they go and cause trouble. <laughs> Christians don't go and be afraid. Like, who is that one? Get out of there. You just be positioning things. And any soldier that cannot undergo training cannot be a soldier. Go and join me now. When they tell you to climb from Kilimanjaro to <laughs> your leg will pull. The basketball, the Bible uses as an example, say we are soldiers, not of the world, but of Christ. Don't you get it? The soldiers are strong. That's why they, they catch you, they, they flog you because they are, they are very rugged. They pass through training. Think is this one you're just jogging, jogging. That's jogging, you do exercise. To be a soldier, as a soldier on ground, not the one that is in office and be receiving ACU. By, by this thing, or by talent, or by a gift, or by a book. No. Soldier on ground for war. Soldiers for, of Christ. Do you know what it means to be a soldier, for, a soldier of Christ? And every Sunday, I'll not be going to church. So many will not be preaching to me, telling me, giving me hope I will have money. Don't I know I will have money before? That, is that the problem? Do you think that's why I came to church? Because I want, I'm frustrated. No. I'm blessed. I'm a child of God. I came for edification, correction, discipline. Teach me something. Teach me what Jesus told me. Prepare my heart for the kingdom. The race is very tough. He said in the road, it is going to be very narrow. Narrow means very tight. That means I have to guard myself with all diligence. Don't you get it? Teach me. Prepare me. I'll be giving me false hope and telling me this thing. When you yourself, you are a, you are a big man, you work hard. Tell people, if they don't read their book, they will not pass. That's the truth. Tell Christians. That they don't open their shop, go to shop early and be diligent. In their business, they will not make money. Don't be praying for them. You come and sow seed. How can you sow seed and you'll be, you'll be costing your customer? Some makes sense. Give people first hope. Let's proceed. He said, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God, from God's love. No, neither death nor life. Let's start with that. Neither death. No life. That's what I say. <laughs> when it comes to the path whereby they say they want to kill me. Ah. It is better they kill me sharp sharp because I will just continue my journey now a sharp alley. Now a free ticket. I'm going to meet the Lord. You know what it means to be persecuted for Christ's sake? No, you just be going to church and just die and go and go to heaven. I mean, for you to be persecuted, <laughs> they will call you. I mean, they will say, you will kill you today. See that you serve God. will cut your neck. Don't deny Christ. And they will really cut it. 
You are going straight to sit with God. You think it's easy? Neither death nor life. Even if I have a life, I have a good job, and everything is sweet for me. That ain't, I can give it up. I'm going to meet God. That's what I say. Even if I have life, I can, I can say, Lord, take it. That is why Jesus Christ told that rich man, go and sell everything. <laughs> he said, go and sell everything. You know, rich men, eh? their heart is in their treasure. See, let me, I want to give you an example. Don't, don't give you a, 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 an advice. Don't allow anything, anything to take over your heart. As in, to be the first place of your heart, not even your husband. Don't allow it. Let me give, let me tell you, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. <clears throat> a, a young girl was going to church and the father always flogged her when he goes to church. I don't know the end part of the story, but all I know is that whenever this girl goes to church, when he comes back, the father will flog her. And why will you go to church? She has to go to church. She value her father in heaven more than her father. Okay. That's your first priority. That's your first priority. Your father. That's why Jesus Christ said, Jesus said, our father. What in heaven? Hello! Kingdom come on earth. That will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Your father is greater than your earthly father. So even if I have all the life today, and God said, give it all for the ministry. I want to do something for you. See, there's a balance. I should be able to release it if God said it. I shouldn't be contemplating with God. See, let me tell you something. Don't drag money with God. Money is nothing. The money you have, He gave it to you. How you, were you able to save all those money? He was the one that gave you the idea to save the money. It's not a problem. Give it to God. He said He wants to give it. That is your cost. That's why I said nothing can separate us from God. Even my life, even my sweet life. I'm flexing, I'm traveling around the, the, the world. God said, don't travel again. Calculate all your money that you want to use to travel. Give it to me. I want to expand the kingdom. Give it to God. That's what I say. I'm not going to enjoy again. Is that also? Give it to God. That's a good life. You have to suffer for it. To cost you something. Neither angels nor demons. <laughs> that one is give away ticket. Neither our fears for today know our worries about tomorrow. Your worry cannot separate you from God. Keep on worrying. There's no need for that. What does that mean? If I have to do something today that will affect my tomorrow because I want to do it for God. Let's say, for example, I have a dream to become an engineer and God is calling me to be a pastor. I have to choose one. Is that not so? David Person said, when the father gave, that story I told before was about David Person. 
when his father gave him the land and said, this is what I prepared for you to be a farmer. When he got to that time and he said, he said, no. Actually, he loves to be a farmer, but he chose to be a pastor. Not by profession, but by calling. So he had to what? Drop that thing. That worry has to go down. Some people will be worrying about nonsense. It has to go down so that you can serve God. Not even power, the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above all, in the earth below indeed. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. That is revealed in Christ Jesus our God. The love of God is revealed. Now, we need to explain this love we're talking about so that we get to understand it. This love is not erotic. What I mean, it's not romantic between the love of a man and a woman. The love of God is not sentimental. It's not based on condition. It's called agape. Agape. So I wrote here, I said, God's love is his discipline. Expressed in us for a better direction, instruction, and perfection. God's love is his discipline expressed in us for a better direction, instruction, and perfection. So God's love is not sentimental. <laughs> okay, Bible says, to whom he loves, he chastises. When God loves you, huh? loves you so much, he will even prefer to flog you for correction. Don't you get it? If you love a child, you really, really love a child, the child is misbehaving, won't you put the child in order? You will say because you love a child and say, oh, my sweet child, the love I have for you, oh, I can't flog you. No, 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 you discipline the child. That's God's love. So people misuse this God's love. God is love. God loves me so much. Can God sacrifice his son for me? And now come and take me to hell. Like seriously. Our God is a consuming fire. As we go on, you get to understand it. You get to understand it. Amen? Let me check the time. All right. We're running out of time. Okay. I think we'll have to call it off for today. Because we'll, we'll continue from here tomorrow, next Sunday. Hallelujah. I believe we've gotten an understanding of the cost, the gain. Because if you don't understand this thing, yeah, there's every tendency that you're going to miss it all. You're going to miss it all. Amen. We trust you have been transformed by this message. If you want to be part of propagating this gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, there is a big space for you. You can message us at spiritoutpourministry at gmail.com or send us a direct message with a WhatsApp number plus 234-7043-413895 and tell us how you would like to support us. You can also follow us on other social media like Facebook, Spirit Art Poor Ministry S O M or Instagram at Spirit Art Poor Ministry. God wish to bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.